It is Crossover Thursday all across the Locked On Podcast Network, powered by our friends over there at prizepicks.com. Make sure you enter promo code Locked On to receive a 100% deposit match bonus here today. Here on the Locked On Podcast Network, we have Locked On Broncos and Locked On Jaguars, a tale of two, two and five football teams who are about to kick off action early, early Sunday morning in. London to break down all the action. I'm Cody York, host of Lockdown Broncos, joined alongside my co-host Sarah Bettinger, and we are talking with Tony Wiggins, host of the Lockdown Jaguars podcast. Gentlemen, let's set the stage for Sunday's epic matchup. I know each fan base is going through their own realm of frustration with some different things. You look at the Broncos, high expectations for the offense that simply haven't lived up to there. The Jaguars got off to a hot start, but are going through some ups and downs as a young team, but there is some promise that is there in Jacksonville. I can't wait to break it all down. So, Tony, I'm going to start off with you. From a locked-on Jaguars perspective, what is the biggest story for the Jacksonville Jaguars this week as they prepare for Sunday's game against the Denver Broncos? Uh, the biggest story is that the best two or five team you've ever seen, and that does not matter to the fans because there is no column for close. It's win, lost, tie. It doesn't win. There's no win, lost, tie, close, or almost, right? So there's still two and five, and it just starts to feel – like the same old headache again that, you know, from the, the hangover is what we like to call it from the past. But it is a little different. But the thing is, is they're starting to be consistently inconsistent, if I can say that. They're, they're consistently inconsistent. Like you don't know how they're going to lose. You know they're going to lose. But you know they're going <laughs> to fight and it's going to be close. But you know they're going to fall short. So the biggest story is can they figure out a way to start learning how to win and – uh that's it. They got to figure out how to win. They almost got to be what their opponent last week was, like the Giants. Like the Giants are six and one, and it's like you go how? So the Jaguars are two and five, and you're like how? I'm serious. They lost last week on with the ball on the half foot line uh, at the last play of the game to the Giants, and it's it's just crazy because they lost two weeks ago where they ran for over 200 yards on the ground, and Trevor Lawrence completed 90 percent of his passes, and they didn't have a turnover. So how would you lose a game like that? It's just like, man, they're just finding different ways to win. I mean, to lose. And the thing is, is rather than to try to stop figuring out how to lose, here's what they got to do. They got to learn how to win. They got to learn how to figure out how to win these games like the six and one Giants have so far this season. I feel like you just described the Denver Broncos season. So maybe that's why both of these teams are two and five at this juncture. Now, obviously some big news this week for the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, leading up to this game, they did trade away James Robinson to the New York Jets, who the Denver Broncos just played. Obviously he'll go over there and he'll fill in the role that Brees Hall had there. Is this more of an inclination that the Jaguars are really all in right now on Travis Etienne and who's behind him that can maybe step up as well and contribute in the rushing attack here for Jacksonville? I saw the writing on the wall when Jermichael Hasty, who they picked up from the 49ers after the cuts, when he started to get reps, like fourth and one reps, he had a fourth and one uh, run. They went zero coverage in, in Indy trying to stop it, and they, he busted it out for 62 yards. I'm like, when did they decide that they were going to put Jermichael Hasty in the game when they have Travis Etienne and James Robinson? When did they decide on a critical fourth and one that he was going to be the dude? And at that point, the light bulb went off. And when James Robinson didn't get a carry this week, despite going in and out of the game, I was like, yeah, it's uh, it's Travis's team, who's averaging 6.8 yards a carry. So you can definitely understand that. The thing is, is he's a good football player, but I do think Trent Baalke, who's in the building and who was here as the assistant GM before, 
I don't think he ever really cared for him or liked him very much because they did. They wouldn't have picked Travis Etienne in the draft last year. Everybody thought that was all urban, but it wasn't. They wouldn't have picked Travis Etienne uh, with the 18th overall pick, and they had a back who had just come off of an 1,100-yard season. It didn't make sense then, uh, but it makes sense now. And uh, they jettisoned him off to the Jets and got a conditional draft pick, which will probably end up a fifth-rounder. Well, the Broncos will be taking on the Jacksonville Clemson Tigers here with Trevor Lawrence and <laughs> Travis Etienne this upcoming Sunday. Shifting gears now, though, Sarah, from a lockdown Broncos perspective, what is the biggest story with this Denver Broncos football team as they prepare for the Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday in London? Well, I think, Cody, it starts with who's going to be out there on the field on Sunday against the Jaguars, meaning is it going to be Russell Wilson, at quarterback? And then afterwards, it's going to be who, you know, who's on the team still when they get back to Denver, right? Meaning Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach. I mean, we're in kind of uncharted waters here as the Broncos travel to London for what I think what everybody thought was going to be kind of an exciting time. You know, really both the Broncos and the Jaguars hoping to be much better this season than two and five at this point. And here we are both two and five going into the matchup. Nobody knows. Is it going to be Russell Wilson or Brett Rippon this week? Obviously, we'll hear more as the week progresses in terms of practice reps, how Russell is feeling and things like that. But as we know from last week, we heard all week Russell is, you know, kind of pushing to play and then they held him out at the last minute. So it'll be fascinating to see. The biggest storyline is if Russell plays, how limited is he? Because as of last week, I think everybody kind of felt Man, if the playbook was so limited against the Chargers, how limited would they have to be if he played an entire game? So really, Cody, I think that's the biggest storyline. Is Russell Wilson going to play? And if he doesn't play, does Nathaniel Hackett's job hinge on Brett Rippon? I mean, it sounds dramatic and it sounds like maybe kind of just like pumping up a storyline just to you know pump up a head coach storyline. But that's really where it feels like the Broncos might be right now. So very big things could happen in London, even though this is a matchup of two and five teams, especially from the Broncos perspective, potentially some big implications for this game. Well, I'll tell you this, though. The Broncos did announce their jersey and uniform combination for Sunday's game, the white away jersey with the blue pants. So maybe if the Broncos offense is struggling the way that it has, maybe the attention is directed to how ugly the uniform combination is as well. We'll see how things go here when it comes to this Denver Broncos team traveling on the road to take on the home Jacksonville Jaguars in London. But one of the things we're going to do here on this crossover Thursday episode, Lockdown Broncos, Lockdown Jaguars, free and available everywhere you get your podcast and also on YouTube, we're going to dive into the key matchups to watch. Which matchups do we have our eyes on in Sunday's early, early primetime game? ESPN Plus. Also, you can get it locally in Denver. I'm sure you can get it locally as well in the Jacksonville market. But before we do any of that, let me tell you about Bird Dogs, the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, Lockdown Jaguars, crossover Thursday and Bird dogs, they have sweats, they have joggers, they have khakis, they have clothing, and it's comfortable as can be. They sent all of us some bird dogs apparel. I've got the shorts, I've got the joggers, and one thing I like about it, I can work out in it, I can sleep in them, I can also play golf in them. I don't play much golf, but when I do, I tell you what, it's the most comfortable fabric that is out there today. And you may not play like Tiger on a bender, but you'll feel just as good and bird dogs joggers are higher quality than lululemon and 20 dollars less so what are we talking about here go buy some bird dogs and if you still wear shorts in the winter like me trust me they have everything that's going to take care of you doesn't matter if it's florida or 10 degrees in new england or chicago they have their signature shorts with built-in liners the most comfortable shorts 
in existence. Get yours today. Go to birddogs.com, enter promo code locked on, and they'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat. That's birddogs.com, promo code locked on, and boom, a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs. The most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built in liners. You will not take these things off. I promise you that. And our good friends over there at Blue Nile, whether you're looking to pop the question or you have a milestone to celebrate and want to let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Not to mention Blue Nile has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring and their easy online tools let you choose the diamond shape, the size and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then help you handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. If you're looking for a piece of fine jewelry to commemorate a special milestone, but you're still having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped for free in discreet packaging. They also offer overnight shipping if you're in a rush as well. So make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code locked on to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com code locked on. All right, gentlemen, as we continue on today's episode, Locked On Broncos, Locked On Jaguars, crossover special powered by our good friends over there at Price Picks. Make sure you use pricepicks.com. Use promo code locked on to receive a 100% deposit match bonus here today. We're diving into some of the key matchups, right? I mean, I think when we look at these two, two and five football teams, some of the things that stand out to us is okay, hey, there's talent on the offensive side of the ball for this team. There's talent on the defensive side of the ball for this team. I think collectively, you look at this matchup, ideally on paper, it should be an exciting game. But there's the uncertainties of the execution standpoint that we talked about previously here. So, Tony, kicking things off from a locked-on Jaguars perspective, what is a key matchup or matchups that you have your eye on specifically as it pertains for the Jaguars against the Denver Broncos this Sunday? The first thing is whoever's playing the left cornerback, whether it be Shaq Griffin who was out with a – back injury last week okay um maybe a pride injury or trey herndon who they started last week who got beat deep whoever's over there better stay with whoever's lined up whether it be jerry judy hamler or Cortland sutton because i guarantee you whoever plays with denver whether it's russell wilson or ripping by the way is ripping is that mark's son is, is that, mark that's Rippin his nephew son? it's his nephew okay yeah i always wondered that but um that corner spot has been a problem and it's been opening up a lot of things uh, uh, underneath and, and with the linebackers and coverage, guys are getting the ball out of their hand real quick. That and this Greg Dulcich dude that just showed up uh, a couple of weeks ago for y'all, that's a serious problem. And the reason why I focused on him is because the Jaguars have in their history have failed to have a tight end like that. Like I'm watching all these six, five dudes snatch the ball out of the air. And I'm thinking like, why can't the Jaguars find one guy that can do that? And there's Dulcich right there who they could have had in the draft. And uh, he got nine targets last week. And against the, uh, against the Colts, the Jags linebackers, I think gave up 13 out of 13. That's bad. And Devin Lloyd is really a good player when it comes to covering, but you still got to do it no matter what your reputation is. So I think, the ability of the team that the Jaguars play this Sunday, Denver in this case, if they can utilize the tight end and keep the Jaguars on the field defensively and win time of possession, that's going to be a problem because the Jaguars win 
when they have time of possession and when their defense does not have to stay on the field for so long. So getting Denver off the field on third down is going to be imperative. But if they can't cover at the left cornerback spot or if those linebackers can't stay with Dulcich or whoever they line up out there, that's going to be an issue. Why well, everything that you said too, just when he's mentioning some of these keys, like getting off the field on third down, time of possession, Denver's been winning those things and they've still been losing, which has been so crazy <laughs> to see. So it's like, I, I, this is the weirdest NFL season. I think any of us have seen in quite some time with just the, the overall parity. I mean, you have the top teams and then you just have everybody else. that's just trying to punch each other and trying to survive there, but it is what it is. And so Tony, I, I like that perspective there uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, which, you know, looking at it, Javon Walker, I'm a huge fan. I think he's disruptive. I know that there were some questions initially, as, you know, after the draft from some people, national pundits. Is he the right guy to be picked number one overall? And so far, hey, you know, he's looking pretty good. Like, Aiden very, Hutchinson very, is good, but he is pretty dang good himself. He, Travon is very, very dis, He, that If you're looking just for stats, uh, like sacks, I talk to a lot of coaches, man, and what a lot of coaches say is about pressure. It's not necessarily about sacks. So he's not really, you know, ranked real high when it comes to pressure rates either. Uh, right now, he depends on his power and, he's, and his long arms. And when that doesn't work, he doesn't have a whole lot of other stuff. But one thing he does, man, is those running backs, even the ones who run away from him, they feel it. When he comes, it's almost like when he comes, he brings a sledgehammer with him. It's like he's punching them when he's tackling. So he's the, he's the type of dude that physically – you just get sick of if you're on the other team, especially if you're one of those players. I guarantee you they go to the sideline and say, man, 44 got a sledgehammer, man, because he keeps he, – that's he's violent. And I think when you get enough of those guys, eventually you'll start to see the individual effort and you'll start to see things. He's got two sacks and uh, he's got an interception so far. He's been well worth the number one pick, though. Sarah, shifting gears now here from a lockdown Broncos perspective. What are some of the key matchups that you have your eye on specifically as it pertains to the Denver Broncos when they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars here this Sunday? Well, I think first and foremost, Cody, it's going to be now that there's no James Robinson. And I know Tony mentioned that they'd kind of been phasing him out slowly, but it's the Travis Etienne show for the Jaguars. So how does, how does the Broncos defense really defend against that? They've been a little susceptible against the run this season. Not that they've been bad against the run, but... As the games have worn along, a lot of times the Broncos kind of get worn down in the running game. And so is that going to be a factor here? We also saw against the New York Jets, right? The, the big back-breaking play for the Denver defense was a 60-plus yard run from Brees Hall. So they've they've given up some, some plays and some games like Josh Jacobs had a game earlier this season against Denver. That seemed to be a get-right for him for the whole season, apparently. But I think for, for the Broncos defense in this game, it's the same key as every game. Game. Can you get the Jaguars to play into your strength, which is pass rush, pass defense? You've got to be able to stop Travis Etienne in order to get them to do that. Of course, Trevor Lawrence is going to be one of the better quarterbacks the Broncos have faced this season so far. But I think, Cody, for me and Tony, from my perspective, that's where the Broncos key lies in this game uh, we know offensively there's going to be some different things the broncos have to do we'll talk about that a little bit later on but i think in terms of playing to the broncos strength right now if they can stop the run it keys everything else in terms of what cody said getting off the field on third down playing time of possession it starts with stopping the run and the broncos are going to have to do that at a high level in this game now we'll see if the offense can put up some points to take the pressure off the Broncos defense from having to be on the field for a majority of the game against Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, and 
guy like Travis Etienne. But if you're a Broncos fan or if you're a Jaguars fan, one of the things we're going to do coming up here in just a moment, we're going to talk about how these teams can win respectively on Sunday. But before we do that, let me tell you about Simply Safe, the sponsor of today's crossover episode, Locked On Broncos, Locked On Jaguars here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and Simply Safe is clutch when you need it. So here's an analogy for you if you're a sports guy. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone, and you need the absolute strongest defense that you can muster, and this is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters, and it's cutting-edge technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you always know that your home is safe. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or you can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alerts you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. So, customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Continuing on with today's crossover episode here on the Lockdown Podcast Network for Lockdown Jaguars and Lockdown Broncos. We've already analyzed and we've recapped the biggest story for each team. For the Jaguars, it's really can the offense continue? Can they find rhythm? Can they find consistency? Can they find ways to win? As Tony has pointed out, for the Broncos, we all know can the offense do anything at this point to help the defense out? That is a huge story. Some of the key matches we also talked about involve the Broncos offense trying to get things going against the Jaguars defense, against Travon Walker and some of the, the pass rush elements, the linebackers, and not to mention the cornerbacks that the Jaguars have on the back end. But ultimately, it's going to boil down to one thing, gentlemen. How can these teams win? So, Tony, from a lockdown Jaguars perspective, if the Jaguars are going to improve to three and five on the season, what do they have to do to win? No turnovers and patience. You guys said the strength of Denver's team is their pass defense. I think uh, Pat Sertain Jr., I think it's Jr. or the second or the third. Yeah, he is. he's all pro. And not far behind him, by the way, is Tyson Campbell for the Jaguars. But uh, I think Pat Sertain Jr. Is, is making himself one of the top three corners in the league. The Jaguars have to be really, really patient because Doug Peterson believes in throwing to score and running to win. And there have been, there's been a lot of dissension in the, uh, the media and the fan base here about the fact that the reason why they didn't win games, they haven't won games, is because they throw too much. They average 6.8 yards a carry or 8 yards a carry the other day. They only had 15 rushes. And a Trevor threw the ball 44 times. And the game ended at 4.37 in the afternoon on a 1 o'clock game. It's like when the ball is in the air, those incompletions, which they had 22 of them, that stops the clock. So when you look at the clock and you lost time of possession, you had 27 first downs, but you had the ball nine minutes less than the other team. Both teams had 27 first downs with no turnovers, but you lost time time of possession by nine minutes. The thing is, is he has to understand, and I'm sure he does. There's a there's a there's a way you can play how you want to play, or you can be stubborn, and then you do what you have to do. I think they have to really depend on the run. They have to use a short passing game, stay out of long down and distance situations, and don't play into the 
you know, in, into the trap that Denver's going to set for you. And they're going to, they want you to throw it and you want to throw it. You have to hold yourself back and put a leash on yourself if you're Jacksonville and really, really run the football and depend on your defense. Sarah, from a lockdown Broncos perspective, if Denver's going to win and also improve to three and five going into the bye week, I mean, what do they have to do at this point? Because it seems like every single week we've done a crossover, we've given the key and they simply just can't do it. Right. I mean, at this point, is it's about 17 points, right? Cody, is that what the Broncos need to do to win? I mean, every single week, it's the yeah, it's it's the same every single game at this point. And and just I mean, I feel like I feel like Tony could join locked on Broncos at some point and just I mean, just shift all of his perspectives and start talking about the orange and blue because it's really the same. Like we saw Brett Rippon last week throw the ball 40 plus times when everybody kind of expected maybe a run heavy game when your backup quarterback has to start kind of on short notice, but it's really, there, there's, uh, you even kind of mentioned an identity for Doug Peterson. He likes to throw to score and run to win. We don't even quite know what the Broncos like or want to do offensively, whether Russell Wilson is in the game, whether it's Brett Rippon. I mean, offensively, it's really just a, a, an absolute mess for the Denver Broncos right now. And they need to do something to figure out a way to get it right, no matter who they're playing against. And this week, it's the Jaguars in London. You're playing in a, a, you know, a very unfamiliar environment against an opponent that has some really fast young guys on defense that are hungry and are out there, like like Tony said, with sledgehammers ready for to just draw blood. So... I mean, the Broncos offense, that's the key to this game, to winning the game. That's the only way they're going to win is, I, I mean, we sarcastically say 17 points, but my goodness, I mean, what would we do to, to if they scored two touchdowns in a game at this point, Cody? I don't know if, if Broncos country would spontaneously combust or if you and I would just be like, we would have so much more to talk about. It's like we've been talking about one touchdown a week for the last however many weeks, if even one touchdown. So, I, I mean, all sarcasm aside, like that, the Broncos offense has to figure out a way to score the ball. You got to find a way to convert on third downs and make make those drives that you've been getting. Like Nathaniel Hackett says, you know, the operation looks pretty good. And then you get into scoring range or you get near midfield and things just stall or you have a missed field goal or I mean, all these different things. You got to find a way to score some points. And I mean, regardless of, of any shortcomings or Brett Rippon or, you know, whoever it is out there, they've got to find a way offensively to make a way. And that's it at this point. Otherwise, they're going to continue to lose games and we're going to continue to see changes made in the organization. It's going to be a very interesting week for both teams here. And as Mike Totlin says, the greatest quote I feel like you could apply to anything, just in life, the standard is the standard. And right now, we don't know what the standard is for the Broncos on the offensive side of the ball. So hopefully, hopefully there's some clarity. But you know what? Thank you so much to everybody. If you're a Broncos fan or if you're a Jaguars fan that's tuning into this crossover episode here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Tony Wiggins hosted the Lockdown Jaguars Podcast, brought some heat with some great perspective as it pertains to this young Jacksonville Jaguars team. Team. Sarah and I, we've discussed some of the dynamics between this young Broncos offense that just simply can't get out of their own way. All these things come to a head this Sunday, early, early morning, because they play in London. So hopefully, you know, you wake up, you have a cup of coffee, you have a nice little breakfast ready, and then you can watch football because guess what? You can watch the rest of the games afterward, the rest of the day, 
stress-free. We'll have you covered here on our respective podcasts. Whether you're a, a Broncos fan, listen to Lockdown Broncos. Whether you're a Jaguars fan, make sure you're tuning in to Lockdown Jaguars every single day for all the Jaguars and Broncos news, content coverage, and more that you need on your favorite audio podcasting platforms. Or whether you watch on YouTube, do us all a favor, hit that subscribe or that follow button so you never miss out on a day's worth of coverage from the team that you choose to root for every single day. We have you covered here, the Locked On Podcast Network.